0: Well, Dame Melvina Major is one of New Zealand's foremost opera sopranos and she has just done something pretty significant. She's gifted her personal archives to Waikato University. I'm in the Hamilton studio today. It seemed a great time to catch up with her about this collection which contains documents covering her entire career. The Dame Melvina Major Foundation was established in 1991 to offer support to emerging New Zealanders in the performing arts. And Dame Melvina is also an associate of the music program at the University of Waikato in Hamilton here. And she joins me now. Dame Melvina. hello.
1: Hi, how are you? Good to Good. talk to
0: you. Thank you for making some time for us today. This sounds, yeah. as I said, like quite a significant moment for you. Tell us about these archives.
1: Um, well, the, the university approached me sometime last year, or might have even been a bit before that, about my archives, and I didn't know what to do with them. I had boxes and boxes of things, and something <laughs> like 16 scrapbooks, and a whole lot of stuff that hadn't been sorted. And so we went through it, and they sort of took them on temporary loan. And uh, what they've done has been absolutely amazing. I'm astounded at what they found in the archives that I'd totally forgotten about, like letters, personal letters from people around the world. And, I mean, you know, it just goes on and on. I was looking at it yesterday thinking, oh, I'd forgotten all about that. Oh, lovely. Oh, for goodness sake, yeah, that, was, that happened. <laughs> so and then they came back to me with this wonderful um, um, idea that they'd like to display it, and I didn't have a clue how they were going to display it, but after seeing it yesterday, I absolutely agreed that this, this, um, these archives would be gifted um, and signed over to the University of Waikato for future reference for future students and yeah. anybody who wants to find out.
0: Yeah. So so it was an act of generosity for you, really, donating these archives. But in a way, it's been good for you, too, because you've had someone sort through them and, and present them in such a way that they're accessible and, and, I guess, a chance for you to walk down memory lane, too.
1: Yeah, well, it's, um, you're, you're quite right. It was a difficult thing decision to make because my family obviously um, felt that they'd like to keep hold of my memorabilia and all my... Um things, but they would end up in a cupboard somewhere, and um yeah. you know we wouldn't have it wouldn't have been it'd be good for the family, but not for anybody else and I think in view of the future uh and how things change it's good for the future students to actually look at it and see. Um, how my life developed and what the changes will be when they, their, you know, future students are looking at their uh, careers. Um, I talked a bit about how difficult it is for a woman. Um, It's, uh, you know, during my lifetime, it was very difficult and you were frowned upon if you wanted to have a family. In fact, I was very much frowned upon when my son Andrew was born in London. Really? And 65. In fact, the Sanaria that I'd won, uh, the money that I'd won from Melbourne Sanaria was stopped because I wasn't serious about my career. And, um, Gosh. and I, actually went to, I actually went to the newspapers and threatened to, to sue because I said, well, I'm still studying, so how can you possibly say that? Mm. And they reinstated the money. But, you know, I went... That money was probably it would have would have serviced me for two years of study. Well, I only did about fourteen months of study at the London Opera Centre, and then I went to Salzburg. So, you know, they won in the end. I didn't get the rest of the money in my pocket.
0: So it really was a case of you choose: you're either going to be a mother or you're going to have a career.
1: That's exactly what they said. You're not serious. So you're going to have a family. You're not serious about your career. And, you know, there's still a stigma of that today. I've still got students ringing me and saying, when do you think, what do you think, we could have a family? What do you think? And I'm thinking, just get on with it, girl, you know. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you can't let, let these these people in in hierarchy places tell you what you should shouldn't do. If you're good enough, you'll get offered. You know, you'll get offers and, and your life will continue. And look, I had that break for 15 years. And thank goodness I had the wonderful opera companies of um, Canterbury Opera and Wellington City Opera who who really, through those 15 years, I learned all the roles that I then went international with. Mm. They were marvellous to me. So,
0: You're of you, of know. course, known as an opera singer, but um, if um, people don't know this, but I think you were maybe 12 years old when you discovered opera. Were you singing a bit of Country and Western before that?
1: I I was... Um, th- there's a photo missing from this collection of me <laughs> yeah. as a three-year-old at 1XH in Hamilton, the opening of the 1XH station. My um, brother on, on, on guitar... He might have even been on banjo, actually. And my sister, Betty, who taught us, she's on the guitar, and I'm standing on a stool with a ukulele around my neck. <laughs> and we were singing country music from three. And, um, in fact, I was on the stage at two with the family. And then uh, we, I sang country music right through till I was 13 um, when I studied with the nuns in Narrawahia Convent. And at 17... Um, I went to Sister Mary Leo, and you know one of one of the wonderful things about all of this was that my dad and I had made up our minds that I was going to go to New York, and I was going to go on Broadway, and I was going to sing, you know, operetta and dance, and um, do all that stuff that Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire and you know all of those uh, people yeah. of that era did. And uh, when I went to Sister Mary Leo, I th- I can remember saying to her, I don't even like opera, and she said, How do you know about opera? And I said, Well, I don't. And she said, Well, how can you say you don't like it if we don't know about it? <laughs> and there was something on the radio the other day. There was an interview that the person said, uh, I don't like opera, and I don't like this. And and, and Jack Taine said, Well, have you ever been to one? No, he hadn't. <laughs> so how the devil could he say he didn't like
0: it? <laughs> so you know, uh, I so the line still works. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I was, and the voice was too big anyway. Uh, It was very difficult to microphone the voice because um, I couldn't wear a mic on my body because the voice was too big. So it was obvious it was going to be an operatic voice to sing as an orchestra. So, you know, my life was putting me off in a different angle, a different plane. Um, And thank goodness it did, because even though uh, it's a hard life, um, the satisfaction comes from using the gift you've got in the proper way in the way it should be used. Yeah. Um, and, and
0: how appropriate that it's at the University of Waikato, given, you, given your connection. You are born in Hamilton, uh, yeah. trained in Ngāra and And then there are other people, famous Hamilton family, the Gallaghers, um, yeah. Sir William and Lady Judy. Can you tell us a bit about their contribution? Well,
1: well yes, absolutely. When, when our foundation was formed in ninety one. We were uh, really keen to support right across the board uh, singers and musicians and of course we didn't have enough money and we've, I have worked on this idea of supporting young artists right through this 32 years of our foundation and when I was at Canterbury University before the earthquakes I said we need to have we need to have a program in New Zealand we pay a lot of money these students cost them 80 to 100 thousand dollars to go overseas to study what we could do in New Zealand and there's so many of them. So when I got to Waikato University, um, um, Alistair Jones um, and uh, Brian Gould, a former um, vice chancellor and Roy Crawford, um, they all said to me, well, yeah, it's a great idea, but you know, you need to get the money and we'll support you. Well, I was talking just offhand to Lady Judy one day, and she said, just a minute, she said um, let's meet about this and she went home and, and talked to Sir William and next thing, um, I, I called a meeting and Alist- we went to see Alistair Jones and they, Ju- I think Lady Judy was the one that said I really want to help in this situation and between them they gave us enough money to support the chair in opera, Madeleine Pirard who, who got the job as the chair in opera studies at, at Waikato University and the University of helped me with all the um, infrastructure, you know, the performance oh, and spaces, and yeah, so it's, it just turned out wonderful, and I couldn't have done it without the help of, um, of the Gallaghers. I could not have done it. It's wonderful. thanks to them. Yeah, wonderful.
0: What are you doing to enjoy yourself outside of uh, opera and your um, commitments to music, Dame Melvina?
1: Um, well, I... I used to play golf. I hope I still can go back to golf. I haven't played for about six six months but um, I've shifted to be near one of my children, Aletia in Taranaki and my golf cart is currently at Kaiteki Golf Course so I'm hoping (laughs) that I'll get back to that. That really will take up my time if I can get back to playing golf. Um, Of course I do a lot of uh, knitting and gardening which um, I can't the gardening, I can't do as well anymore, and I've just acquired a, um, a lovely uh, dog called Patch, oh. who is an assistance dog. He 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 I, he adopted me when he was two months old. My daughter bred him. My daughter Lorraine in Christchurch bred him, yeah. and he's the most amazing animal. He really is an amazing. I I I'm staggered when I think how intelligent dogs. And, and what, what breed is Patch? He's an English springer Spaniel, and he's huh. five kilos heavier than he ought to be, but he's the gentle giant. <laughs> so between him and golf and uh, keeping an eye on the program at Waikato, um, I'm <laughs> pretty much Plenty to do, yeah.
0: If but people listening in are America. interested in, in, in taking a look at these archives, is that possible for a member of the public to, to gain access? No, go.
1: it's going to be open all summer. It opens tonight. And oh, it will great. be open all summer, and you can go through and look any time, yes. There's downstairs and upstairs, and there's a lift, so uh, wheelchair, uh, you know, access, anything you like. It's um, And you can listen to some of the things. I had to I, – I cringed a little bit when I saw Madame Butterfly, which, uh, of course, I learned to sing for uh, one of the uh, – probably both Canterbury and Wellington City Opera mm. uh, in English. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I was fairly like, fairly young then, um, yeah, and of gosh. course I did eventually sing it in Italian. Which, of course, but in those days New Zealand appropriated uh, for New Zealanders, and we yeah. did everything in in English. Um, and it was quite a quite a different uh, feeling. How interesting,
0: learning, yeah.
1: yeah. Learning the the work in its proper language. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, languages is another thing that we have to make sure comes into the university system because. Um, you know, I've sung in Russian and French and Italian and German, and those are the sort of main languages that the operas are done in these days, and they are done in their original language, so it's important that young people get languages as well.
0: Sure. Um, real p- privilege to have you on the show today, Dame Melvina, and thank you for your time and for your generosity with your collection.
1: Oh, that's that's lovely. I hope it helps somebody. And please, 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 can I just say... hmm Um, I, I, I love sport. I was a great sports person myself, a very fast runner, a hopeless swimmer and a basketball player, and I love sport. But if we were to actually identify how many opera singers, New Zealand singers, are in the opera field or the operetta field or in orchestras around the world they far outnumber any hmm. rugby team. Well said. <laughs> well said we need we need to to celebrate this. You know, every country in the world that I visited said, Where the devil do all these New Zealand people come from? They're wonderful singers. Do you think wonderful.
0: we need a do you think we need an opera world cup Dame Melvina? <laughs> I
1: absolutely think we need something like that. Something, <laughs> somebody could come up with a fantastic idea.
0: Yeah. We
1: need a New Zealand uh, or an Australasian um, song quest that's a bit like the mm. world song quest, you know. Yeah,
0: I remember that. It used to be televised
1: yeah. too. Yes, exactly. Why are we missing out? You know, it's, it's a shame because these people work really hard and we don't get the paid that the pop singers get. But, you know, your 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 job to get to that stage is really, really hard. It's really difficult. There's an awful lot of things you got to learn.
0: I just want to share a message from a listener who says, my father-in-law, who is still alive, accompanied Dame Malvina on flutes at the Auckland Town Hall in the 1960s. He says the Herald photo taken at the time was a treasure of poppers, but it has sadly been lost. Um, oh, well, But a, a very happy memory for someone. Yeah, yeah. That.
1: perhaps the Herald could find it. I think that might have been the Motot T'saleluia or something like that. No, not only the... Um uh, handles um, uh, Jubilati, Exultati, okay. yeah, one of those. Yeah. Good memory. That's, yeah, well, a lot of things. I'm trying to write a book. Oh. Uh I'm about fifty years into it, but I've sort of come <laughs> stuck. <laughs> a few things I've got to look up to remember.
0: Okay. Well, let and me know when you're ready jokes. to talk about the book.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Jessie. Dame Melvina Major, who has donated her entire archives, personal archives, to Waikato University.